Yeah, this week it's been bye week for the Cowboys, where we all catch up with the family. We look ahead to the Origin Decider and Retro Round against the Sharks, and we've got a special guest. Welcome to On the Ranch. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. Hi. I'm XRBob on Twitter, sitting across from me, Barking Frog MC. Hello. Good night. Hello. Good, night. good night. Good night. Yeah, it's a bit. It's been a good night. Not quite the way. Down the end of the table, Morgan Holmes Evans. Good evening, everyone. How are you? <laughs> very good, very good. Next to him, Pistol very, Pete. He's very professional. G'day. Back for another one. Back for another one. say good afternoon. Good afternoon? Yeah. You're going to take the afternoon the, shift. Yeah, the listeners will probably be listening in afternoon. Right. Yeah. Good morning. Could be. Good morning. Oh, you can have that. There I don't know. Morgs are still, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I'm just doing my typing. Yeah, good to see. Uh, our special guest tonight, 203 games for the Cowboys for 62 tries, 12 games for Origin uh, for two tries. Uh, born in Newcastle, raised in Prosper correct me if I'm wrong on any of these. Uh, he is uh, the oh, namesake of a certain medal that gets talked about a lot in this <laughs> podcast. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he did, tonight he joins us, uh, Mr. Paul Bowman. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. The bear. The bear. I've got to jump straight in. How did you get the nickname bear? Uh, came about in 1995. Uh, the guys I lived with, uh, Justin Lumens and Damien Gibson. Oh, there's a house of horrors straight up. <laughs> yeah, it was a great... It was, for a long time. No, it was, um, it was a... Great time, 95. Um, <laughs> football results weren't real good, but um, we definitely had a good time. Um, yeah, and it was it basically just came about because I would go into my room and, and hibernate. So <laughs> I'd uh, sleep sleep half the day away, so it's probably because those two were keeping me up at night. Yeah, they, town. they, they did enjoy town and they uh, used to frequent uh, bullies quite often. And when I say often, every opportunity that they weren't at training, they were probably there. <laughs> I don't know if I'm wrong in saying that. I don't know. You probably can't give too many secrets away from those days. No. You probably get a lot away with a lot more back then. Than yeah, it was different then. We, the first um, sort of six months of that year, we were all working normal jobs and uh, training was only probably a couple of nights a week and that. So, yeah, Gibbo and, and Tugger, they, they'd be out. Pretty much every night of the week. <laughs> but they were young and they could still back up and train the next day. Yeah, They didn't really work, actually. They, they both signed big Super League checks early in the year, so they didn't have to, they didn't have to do anything. But I was only a young fella with uh, no contract, so I had to go to, go to a work what each day. Were, what were you doing? I was working in retail. Um, there was a shop at Willow's Shopping Town. used to sell, like, supporters gear. Yeah, I right. remember that was what they had the heat press and you could yep. get your name on. Yeah, the, yeah. put the numbers on. I used to put numbers on jerseys and stuff like that. Yeah, I think you served me one. Time. Could have been the supporters team or supporters, I can't supporters shop or yeah. something yeah. like that. It might have even been. That's where I used to get all my jerseys when I used to do all the mascots, all my jerseys. I used to get them yeah. to do all my lo- numbering for me. Very good. And Coventry Seven there on a couple of Richmond jerseys, <laughs> as you do. You did uni in Brisbane. You did. Uh, we st- we started out there from from things I've researched. Yeah, yeah. I um, so I went to St Brendan's College for five years, um, and yeah, didn't have anything out of school, uh, football wise. But um, I had a sister that was going to the University of Queensland, and my dad had gone there as well. So I um, yeah, went down to Brisbane um, to UQ for a year. Did studied human movements, which is another name for sport and exercise science, I suppose. So 
it was a it was a good year. Yep. Yeah. Always have an interest in that from the from the start, or was it just sort of um, something to do? Yeah. Well, it's not really something. I didn't really think. probably didn't really know what you could do out of it, but um, um, just seemed like a, a a good degree to do. And um, my, I think my sister had sort of started out in the sciences and something similar. So um, it was just a chance to get down to um, down to Brisbane and that. Yeah. Have a big smoke. Yeah, fair enough. So footy, you started footy fairly early on. So was that sort of why you're headed towards? You're always sort of interested in the human movement style of sports science. And yeah, sp- because sport, of footy, sport had been a big part of my life. Football, cricket, any sport really. St Brendan's, we played lots of sports, and um, yeah, so that that was a big interest sport and that. And I, th- I think ultimately it might have led to like if you didn't get the marks for physio, you sort of did that to then. Yeah, right. Yep. Move into that. So, possibly down the line, I was thinking oh, maybe I'd try and do that. What made you pick league over cricket if you like cricket a lot as well? Uh, I was probably better at uh, at uh, league than cricket. I wasn't bad at cricket. Um, yeah. 17 um, year old Paul Bowman, though, where without, without knowing what's happened in hindsight, it's a big thing, but didn't want to try your luck in the nets. Yeah, no, I mean, I played obviously all through school and was in the first 11 for a couple of years at school in the first 13 rugby league. But, um, um, yeah, I just felt like um, there was more of a future. In yep. oh, Probably not even that. I just <coughs> liked football better than better than cricket, um, particularly at, say, Brendan's. Like, the cricket wasn't really – it was all about rugby league, so it wasn't like it was a um, – Something that everyone didn't really aspire to make the first eleven, but they all, everyone aspired to try and make the first thirteen. So um, I know I used to hate coming up against St. Brendan's playing footy. It was never fun. Also, you don't have to play two day weekends, eighty overs in the field. Yeah, that, you know, particularly <laughs> over and out in eighty minutes instead. Particularly in North Queensland, and um, yeah, it's um, spend all that time in the field, and then your turn to bat, and then you could be out in like a couple of balls and that. So it was. Um, yeah, much more enjoyment. It's a cruel game. Out of the football. <laughs> it's a very it cruel, a game. cruel <laughs> yes, game. Yes, yes. As, as we can all attest to over, over here. Uh, do you get out and play cricket much these days or just uh, get out to the goldfield ashes? No, I've all? been out to the goldfield ashes a few <laughs> times with um, with Aaron Payne's team, Jungle Patrol, which has been some of the best weekends I've, I've had ever. Uh, it's yeah. pretty um, – my son's – he's turning 18 in October, so – it's it's always a tough time for me because my birthday is twenty fourth of January, yeah. which is basically the Ashes weekend every time. So it's like, <laughs> oh, honey, I'm just going out to the Ashes like for a weekend on my birthday and that. But um, now my son's turning eighteen, so it'll be father son time. We got to go out and well, that'll that'll go over easier. So I'll be able to take him out soon. So they've got a few, don't they? They've got Jungle Patrol one, um, two, yeah. and three, even four now. Is it or I'm just not sure if they've three. got four? But at one point they had three, and then. Yeah, it sort of it fluctuates. I think some years they get a lot of people wanting to go, and they have three sides. And some years they struggle to make two sides. But um, yeah, I've typically been playing in Jungle Patrol Two, which I think is sort of like the well, that's all the kids around Aaron's age and a, and a couple of other old ones. But um, I think all the older generation are in JP One, Amy's so sort of age, JP Two, and then the JP Three is like the the real younger younger kids. Yeah, cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Well. We ask because we play. What's it, I think it's our twentieth year next year, so we're um, is that all veterans? Yeah. Well, you're even worse than us. So yeah. finally, <laughs> uh, 
only won it this year. Yeah. Be, oh, really? In the B2 division, we, yeah. We, we don't like to brag too much, but yeah, we're just champions over here. We, no. <laughs> we, just get, we just get excited if we can field a team on the third day. That's, yeah, you guys, I know, we've played we, you guys. We've struggled a few times in the mm. last couple of years getting a team on the field on the third day. We're all getting First a bit old. fever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some You'll get the, the best of everyone. Yeah, you never learn your lesson either. Right. You never do. That's great. Uh, news this week, it's, it's not really news, but uh, the, it's news today. Kiss concert cancelled. Yeah. Bugger off, way better. <laughs> How much repercussion has been on socials about that? Right, row. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's been, they've, they've had talks for a while as to who would be um, taking the stadium, given that uh, very likely we'll be playing, or Cowboys will be playing there. Speaking of Kiss, I, um, kindergarten fancy, fancy dress party, I went as um, the lead singer, yeah. With oh, Gene. Nice. Is it Star, no, the um, Ace, is it? No, no, Star Boy. Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley. Stanley. Yeah. Paul Stanley, the lead singer, yeah. Star and the white face and <laughs> guitar. It's oh, something roll. different at the kindy, kindy Christmas party. So it would have been like maybe four or something there. <laughs> Good on. Right. I love so it. Was, you might have to get out there on September yeah, 10th was, and I'll, just redo the... I was a chance. We, we were going to try and go. But that's the first I've heard. Was, yeah, was yeah, there much that. talk in the Cowboy ranks with the KISS concert scheduled for the 10th and being week one of the finals in the current form of the side? Oh, I didn't even know when it was on. Like I thought it was just December. Obviously, I, I was way off. But um, yeah. yeah, no, I hadn't hadn't even looked at the dates. Sorry, but why has it been cancelled? Uh, because of the conflict with oh okay. So NRL takes preference, yeah, I guess, because okay. they've got the regular booking. Yeah, I, I didn't read fully into details, but uh, they yeah, were okay. negotiating with the, the promoter the, to move the concert. And and the biggest problem was is because obviously what they you know, for those that would have, if anyone that's listening went to the Elton John concert, you would see what they put on the field and that kind of stuff. Apparently, it would take three to four weeks to regenerate the field, which is way too late, obviously. So yeah. that's why they were trying to move stuff around. You know, everyone was saying, "Oh, well, why don't we just have the concert one night and the game the next?" It wasn't that simple, but yeah. And they were trying to move the concert to Reed, to Reed Park, Park and the like, but fitting twenty five thousand people in Reed Park is probably a bit hard. It cost a fortune for stands. They'd have to put stands in the whole lot. Yeah. So anyway, it's um it's been canned. So Cowboys win. <laughs> I don't want to get <laughs> too. What, what too week of the finals is it? First, first week. week. First week. Yeah. yeah. So on get the get current live ladder, we'd be playing here week one. Yeah. Hopefully we. As opposed yeah. to. Yep. That's just, just not jinx anything. Hey, <laughs> Pistol. Don't yeah. be talking about yeah. any um time on the sidelines <laughs> or anything like that. I don't want to say the. the Magic I word because it's been a curse lately. Yes, uh, but yes, looking forward to State of Origin three is tomorrow night or tonight as everyone listens to this, and uh, yeah, game three of the decider at Suncorp Stadium. What we couldn't have it in a better place for Queensland. We haven't lost the last five deciders at Suncorp. Just chucking that out there. I know it's probably not going to be as easy, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I, it's pretty interesting though with um, the amount of. Uh, Dramas that the Queensland side's been going through. It's um, been mm. interesting, and um, I'm quite interested to see what uh, pans out, who runs out, where, when, and how. Well, Tommy did and name number six. So I don't know. Is he going to start there? Well, that's been the talk. You know, obviously, there's been talk for what the last two, like last week and this week, that you know, Tommy, you know, we we all sort of had our opinions last week, and you know, I'm sure, the Bears got the inside mail on this one. <laughs> no idea he said. Can't, no, can't say if he did. Lock anyway. the lips and the keys ran away. When was that name like that? Yeah, I don't. 
Not too sure. I think they put him in today today or, or, yeah, or yesterday. Yeah. 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 Billy came out yesterday saying that Tommy's going to be wearing the number six, but there's obviously okay. still talk whether you know there's all, all all the all the you know Andrew Johns come out saying that you know good luck to him, but maybe they should start Ben Hunt and you know treat Tommy as a fourteen and bring Harry Grant on from the start and things like that. And I'm honestly a bit dubious because I'm just a armchair expert, but. I don't know if I'd debut him on a on a debut on a decider. I think he got to debut at some stage. I'd get Paul's insight on this, but from an outsider looking in, Tommy replaces Munster one swap. But if you move Ben to five eight, you then move in Grant, then you bring in Dearden on. That's three changes for one person. What's your thoughts on? Yeah, probably. I'd be thinking the less disruptions, probably the better. And Tom defends the same spot. Munster does for us, so yep. he should be reasonably comfortable. And he's been one there, of our I best think, defenders. And yeah, and that, I mean, one of our biggest strengths in game one where we played so well was Grant coming on off the back of Hunt, sort of starting and yep. really doing a good job through the ruck there, which they sort of did to us with um, Happy and Cook. Happy and then Cook coming on and running, so yep. um, probably... Is yeah. there still? I like, I like the least destruct, the least distractions, distractions, sorry. disruptions, 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 distractions, all of the above, all <laughs> the above. Is there? I mean, obviously, club footy is different to Origin, but you're seeing some clubs, you know, even with us now uh, at, the, at the Cowboys, you know, Reese is starting to play pretty much 80 minutes and stuff like that, and we're starting to toy around with the the bench a little bit more, you know, not always playing, um, you know, Jakey G and, and and stuff like that. Can you have that thought pattern? Is the, are the hookers these days good enough to do that in Origin since Cam's gone? Um, well, Robbo definitely is for us. Like, I, know, I think that's brilliant for us and him being able to play 80 just gives you much more flexibility in terms of what you can do with your bench and who you can have on your bench in terms of um, middle forwards, who are the guys that typically um, you know, will fatigue the most and need the most changes through there. And, and it also gives you the flexibility to have like Hamaso for us has, has been on the fort, you know, number 14, which can then basically cover any, the whole outside backs, um, you know, one through to five, and um, you don't have that luxury usually if you've got to replace your hooker because yep. he can't sort of last the, the 80. So I, I actually think it's a benefit to have a hooker, like you say, like Cam Smith that can play play the full 80. What's the turning stone in that? Because... You know, you look at the last couple of years and you've still got yourself and Ash Graham and I know you guys probably came under a bit of fire as high-performance unit and not getting the boys fit, but that's credit to yourself for having someone like Robbo that's come in and turned the season around like that to play 80. Like, is there anything that you've tweaked as far as managing and, and whatnot or does the coach listen or...? <laughs> no, not, not really. And when we're losing, the first thing they do is look at fitness and everyone says they're not fit enough and that but um that you take that with the territory but uh, it's, it hasn't been anything different with Robbo he's he's basically you know three years ago he probably would have only had 10 or 15 20 games mo- max I suppose under his belt so um now he's probably played 70 or 80 um so he's basically developing that that motor where he's out playing and he he, he can get through the game with quality and that so um, and if you asked him, he probably would have said he could could have played 80 every time they were taking him off anyway, which he never liked coming off whenever we'd replace him. So it no, hasn't been anything he's 
he's done differently or, or anything. I think it's just getting used to the, the pace of the game and he's always been one of our fittest guys. So I've, I've never had any dramas with him being able to play, you know, the 80 minutes if he was needed, yeah. Is there anyone in the side that you think, oh, come on, you got to pull him now? You can see signs of gassing? Oh, like during every game there's probably times where we'll see and just depends how the game goes and the action goes and this guy could have made a number of runs and tackles, you know, compared to he did in the week before sort of thing. So, yeah, there's there's plenty of times where, you know, the coaches will send a message down to sort of check on those two guys or who I think's looking the better and typically we're seeing exactly what probably um, most punters are seeing and what the coaches are seeing in terms of who's, you can see in their body language, who's struggling more than the, the next guy sort of thing. So that just um, get a little bit of a group consensus on who's who's going better and we'll ask the players too, but you go out there and they all say, yeah, I'm feeling good. <laughs> they all just say <laughs> that, yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yep. Okay. Have you um, had anyone ever turn around and just go, get no. me off, I'm gassed? If they say that, I'll say, yep, get this guy off. If, <laughs> if he's saying he wants to come off, I'll be like straight away, well, you just yeah, you just answered my question, you, you're coming off. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, I don't think I've ever had anyone say I need to come off. Um, well, even like like Luch last week when he hurt his ankle, he didn't want to come off. Like He was sort of sitting there working it and trying to warm it up and, and those kind of things. <laughs> You, you love seeing that. You love seeing the guys going, nah, I'm good, I'm good. Let me go on one one more set, one more set. Yeah, we, you know, we did a lot of the pre-season. We did a lot of sort of mental resilience type work in terms of how, how we trained. Did a lot of stuff that they, they weren't sort of expecting to do or um, didn't think they were going to do that this day or that day or at this time in the session or at the end of the session we'd go do something. So sort of, um, you know, kept them a little bit, they didn't know what to expect type thing and had to make an effort when they were tired. Did a, f- a bit of stuff at the end of the day after they'd already done like your gym and, and their field session and that and typically that would be it. You'd be going home, oh no, we're doing this, we're going to do this now sort of thing. So um, yeah, so it's credit to the guys. They've really bought into that and you can see the way they're playing. They're um, just um, really playing for each other and never giving up and it's definitely working really hard. Yeah, it's noticeable. good sign. Oh, not that we're going to throw the boys <laughs> under the bus, but I, the, the guys we have had on, I think the general consensus is they're looking forward to Castle Hill again next year too. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's what I had. <laughs> you watch, I'll never get any. <laughs> Paul's looking up on the wall, who's yeah. been in? Who's been in? Is that Robbo Drinky? They're both good up the hill. Yeah, yeah. JTB. JTB. Jermaine, he probably didn't enjoy it very much. <laughs> and Georgie That's, Gattis, yeah. but you could get him up there. I mean, Not Georgie. at the moment, Georgie. Yeah. Although he's new with his landscaping, yeah, he's, he's trimming up now. He's trimming up now. <laughs> yeah, the words have been thrown around with mental resilience that you see in the interviews and all that with the players. Mm. What exactly was that, or is that trade secret, like Chinese water torture and stuff like that? Or oh just no, it's just <laughs> I just it's basically what I said. Yeah, it was like um, having to make an effort when they didn't want to make an effort, or when they were tired, or when they didn't think they had to make an effort. And if one failed, did the make whole effort. group do penalties yeah, as well? Or yes, yeah. yes, and no. Like sometimes you can't punish a group for. The one guy that sort of gives up, but um, sometimes it is good to, you know, if someone misses a tackle on the field, they're all they're all paying for it, and not so much missing tackles, but efforts where you, um, like poor efforts, I suppose. So efforts were celebrated amongst you know the coaching group, um, team efforts and efforts that were going to help the team, and that's that's celebrated in, in training and 
and games and that and efforts that are highlighted that aren't good or that are sort of not, I suppose, wouldn't call them selfish, but they're just basically worrying about yourself and not the team type thing. That That's the type of thing that, you know, we're trying to get out. And I guess that, I mean, I know, you know, diverting away from origin a little bit, but I guess where you're touching on there is like, like that scenario last week that we touched on when Cobbo made that break and the seven closest people to him were all Cowboys players chasing him down and we shut down the play. Yeah, and, and that's the type of stuff when when the coaches go over the game, that's the type of vision and the stuff that's shown and the, those sort of efforts and the efforts that no... Well, people are seeing that because it's pretty obvious and yep. you've seen that in lots of games. There's been examples of that where there's breaks made and the amount of guys chasing back is, is really good. But then a lot on another level, then there's a lot of efforts that just the normal um, punter probably wouldn't see that the, they celebrate. So it's all about... You know, team first and efforts, small efforts that people aren't going to see that are actually really helping the team. But and and you see everybody come in after a you know a good tackle or, or taking a guy out or whatever. Everyone runs in, you know, and yep. gives them the rub on the head. And and it was good to see that Luch got that last week as well. Yeah, the last game, week before Swarm. last now. So everyone swarms around him, and he's only been there for a couple of days, really, a week or so. So yeah, no, yep. it's it's really starting to show. Oh, well, it has been showing all year. Yeah. Um, back to you, though, and obviously with Origin, your first game of Origin must have been a big buzz. Yeah, um, just to be uh, in that environment with the calibre of players at, um, at that stage of my career. And I would, yeah, through secondary school, most of the guys that I played with in that game, were, you know, I was watching them on TV and that, so didn't think I'd ever get um, into that arena. Guys like Gordy Tallis and... Matty Singh, Matt Rogers, um, Wendell Saylor, Darren Lockyer, those those type of guys. Um, you know, didn't think you'd end up then, or didn't think I was good enough to play in that that um, that arena because at the time, this is like two thousand, the Cowboys weren't doing great as well. So that you get a little bit of an in- inferiority complex, I suppose, um, when your club side's not winning and that whether you're good enough to be in that environment. So that was yeah, it was a real real highlight and. Yeah, it was pretty um, nerve-wracking, to be honest. Like, um, yeah. I can understand. Well, I can I can only imagine that it would be like that. I think one of the gutsiest things I've ever seen in Origin was yourself when you done your knee in that game. You still made two more tackles, or when they ran at you, and you still put your body on the line, knowing what's what the result could possibly be if you didn't do that. Where you could have quite easily have just laid down, and you just kept going. Yeah, no, that was it. Was probably just more embarrassment because I'd only just got on the field and. And um and and hurt my knee and then we kicked the ball away so like you sort of it's a bit of an unwritten rule I suppose you don't well while you're defending you don't you can't lay down or yep or go off and that so just had to try and get in the defensive line and got knocked out in the process as well so had the knee as well as a yeah, I didn't mean to bring up a bad memory for you but it was still gutsy <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean to bring it up you dived straight into it I know <laughs> for me for me it was one of the most gutsiest things I've ever seen in my life like I've been around rodeo for a long time as you boys know and I've seen some pretty gutsy things on, on in rodeo arenas but that you know just epitomised I guess the, the, the pride in the jersey and it was it was huge to watch it, I don't know it fired me up and I wasn't even there I don't know which pub I was at that night but it, was, it fired me up <laughs> Was yeah. uh, your first Origin camp a little bit different to um, what it would be like these days? For instance, I mean, you probably well, as, yeah, like was, I say, like I said before, you get away with a lot more back then. But yeah, even even going from first the first year to the second year, 
um, that I played. So 2000, it was like what you'd call like the old origin um, bonding camps. <laughs> what happens in Vegas type of thing, yeah. So, yeah, it was just, I think we w- would have been drunk for like three nights straight <laughs> and training the next day and that. I don't know how I train the next day because I'm terrible hungover. But, um, yeah, and that's why probably why we got beaten three games to nothing. But the, the, um, that's what Queensland had, had done all those years. Um, so we were unlucky. The first game we played in Sydney was my first game in, in 2000. And um, we led for most of the game. Adrian Lamb scored a couple of tries, was really good. And then New South Wales scored off a couple of knock-ons coming off out of their end. And that was when Gordy got sent off for calling Harrigan a cheat. And that's so that was basically the game sort of turned there in the last sort of 10 minutes when we were down down a man and then they scored late and they won that game and then we capitulated I suppose in the next two games but um yeah then Wayne Bennett took over in 2001 and it was like we went from being out three three nights in a row to like we stayed at this health retreat place in the Gold Coast hinterland like meditation and all this sort of stuff so Chase. um yeah it was that was a pretty big um one extreme to the other but it was re- I really enjoyed that and we had a great year we won the won the series that year so um yeah I saw both it was good to experience the yep old origin bonding but um yeah as a professional I think the the preparation the next year was a lot better yep. in terms of being able to produce on the field yes <laughs> I, I agree I'm, I'm still a, a big fan of a beer is always a good way to break bread. Yeah, no, and it, several too. <laughs> yeah, and he likes his bread. It, um, particularly yeah, in an environment like that, where you've got guys coming in that, um, yeah, might not have even met each other or know each other at all yet. So, um, I, th- I think it's still got its place. Yeah, even in today's today's game, and with the, with these camps now that when they're playing on Wednesday and they're going into camp on Monday, then there's yeah. no harm in a have a Monday few beers on Monday, and then yep. you get into the training sort of from Wednesday on, and you still got a week's worth of quality training. So it still has its place, and I'm sure they still do that in moderation. Helps break down the barriers for the young fellas who are a bit sort of open-eyed when they yeah. walk in, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, so, well, that's Actually, state of origin. Just on that, on with the with the alcohol and everything, retro round. I've been saying this for a while. Do you reckon Retro Round, not just the jerseys, but should incorporate how they used to train in the 80s, 70s? <laughs> Two laps around the Oval and three cartons of KB? From my point of view, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the players would enjoy but, but it. But every team has to do it. Yeah. And bring back swinging arms. Someone will be, someone will be cheap in the si- cheating the system. So oh, yeah, someone will be looking for an advantage. Oh, you can punch on in scrums and as everything as well. Retro rules. Mm. <laughs> retro rules for retro, retro rules for retro <laughs> rules. Wow. Yeah. Right, eh? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that I can see that. <laughs> what is what has Queensland got to do tomorrow night or tonight, depending when you're listening to this, yep. to turn the tides? Obviously Perth really you know, New South Wales really showed up mm. to play hard and, and that what are the boys have got to do? Turn it, try and turn it around. Um, probably need only need to look back to the first game in terms of how they played, and we really won the battle through the middle. And to be honest, you know, them losing Maka now, I don't think I don't 
know, they probably don't listen to this New South Wales, but I don't think Jacob Saifidi is an origin standard front rower, to be honest. So um, a little bit, it's a bit of a um, soft spot for them through the middle possibly now. So we've got to get back to what worked for us really well in the first game and try to dominate the, the middle of the field and then the guys capitalise off the back of that. I think it's important for um, for Josh Papali'i to really he's had a quiet se- series so far compared to normal standards. I think I think tomorrow night I think you might see him unleash a little bit. I know Cherry Evans really spoke it up about him, saying how he's just his mindset seems to be a lot different to the first two games and stuff like that. Yeah. I think they'll yeah. Uh, the Last year I think all those senior guys were under a fair bit of pressure in, the, in that third <coughs> game after a couple of disappointing games, and I think he was him and Ben Hunt were two of the best players for Queensland in Game 3 last year so I'd be looking hopefully for Papa to same sort of impact because yeah he has been quiet but I don't know they seem to have taken him off really quickly yeah not even given him the chance to get into the game so to speak so I don't know it sort of goes both ways I suppose in terms of how long he he gets on there yeah Yeah, sorry being a past player and everything does Origin still get you excited does it or is it sort of like I've been there done that I'm right off into the sunset or do you still do you grow an extra foot taller when Wednesday night rolls around and you're watching it at home or wherever you are with it yeah no we'll all have the kid on at home yep. watching and that so definitely a good t- good time of year and um, I suppose with us having so many guys involved it's even a little bit more personal and more um, incentive I suppose for the for hopefully the Queensland to you know to, to do well and get the win because it's really hard when Guys come back in and you got to pick them up after because yeah. those games, it, it's such a mental toll and as well as a, as well as physical. So if you get those four guys coming back and a couple of guys that, that not playing, but the guys coming back that have played and they've had a win, well, that's so much easier to, to then <laughs> get, them, get them back and going again. And the aches don't hurt as bad and that, but um, off the back of a loss and obviously it's a decider, so that's the series as well. So. Um, that's hard to pick them up after that. How do you go about that? We're picking them up because we got there's two days between Origin and, and our home game against the Sharks. So, like, what's what's the process from there? Oh, depending on the result, I uh, you know, that they'll just be heavy on the recovery, and we'll organise some massages for them um, on Thursday and that for the guys that played, and they won't do. They'll just come and watch what we're doing at training, really. Um, just so they know they're on the same page if, if they're going to play and that like what we'll be doing but they won't be doing much and yeah just um, get them up again as best we can but it's pretty get them in the pool oh but yeah they'll be in the pools and that your role now is fairly heavy numbers game to game um, I guess from um, and analysing sort of how they feel and things like that does that do you get the stats from the from the origin camps and from the origin games, or is it just what you observe? Oh, you you won't need any stats or or GPS or anything like that to know. Um, they're pretty shagged. They're pretty buggered. <laughs> and that, yeah. Are um, you a good watcher? Um, yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> tend to ride it a bit. Um, yeah. Do you ride it hard on the sleeve stuff? I always stand up. Annoy the family. It. Yeah, I can't yeah. sit down watching it. I'm always standing. When in the back when of you the are room. watching, I guess with your role with the Cowboys and with so many boys playing this year, are you watching it as a as a fog or are you watching it as the you know from the the fitness side of no, it? No, I'm, I'm more watching it from the Cowboys' point of view and just praying that <laughs> they don't get hurt. How do you feel Touch when wood. you saw Nanai go down in game one? 
Did you skip a beat then? It was, yeah, it looked like it was pretty serious, but um, he's, he's only a young kid, Jeremiah, so thankfully it wasn't too serious. But that's the thing about young guys, they don't really know until they've experienced different injuries and, and, and whatnot. So he probably got a little bit of a fright, thought it was something serious, but you know, yeah. thankfully it wasn't. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just praying that obviously we win and that we all get through safely. That's a fair call. I think I think us all as punters do the same thing when we see so many of our boys out there. We're so proud of them to do it, but then we're also so nervous. We as want hell. to win. We want to see them run hard, but not too hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny, even like that against the Broncos. And I don't like. Everyone knows I don't like the Bronx, but when Paddy Carrigan was, just don't hurt him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we need him to tweet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Which normally I would never be saying that sort of stuff well, against the Broncos side. The same thing happened, sort of, with the Storm and Munster. It's like, don't hurt Munster. And I don't really like him when he's in a... St- I don't like him at all when he's in a Storm jersey, I'll be honest. But don't hurt him pre-origin. That's it. Anyway. Whatever happens afterwards happens. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But yes, rolling into round 18, retro round up here at Queensland Country Bank Stadium, two days after State of Origin. And uh, yeah, Cowboys in second, taking on Sharks in fourth. This one could be a bit of a, a, bit of a blockbuster. It could be. You could call it that. You would, you would like to hope so when when you got second versus fourth you'd like to hope it would be a, a, a you know a bell ringer generally generally is there a retro kit for this weekend are they donning like the old the, the 2005 one um, or i don't think so yeah, yeah no they would have they even, is it retro round in the whole league i don't know or i know we've got our old boys coming for this um which always scares for this me. game but um that's a point i don't think i don't think we do i think we're just in that strip there i, I don't think we've Got like a heritage jersey this year. I think it's just the away jersey sort of looks a little bit like. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, the, uh, the, the first four X one, and then you had the the blue. Yeah, which way was way back. Yeah, which was a Marlins jersey. That one. I remember yeah. that one. That was I like that one. That was yeah. a good one. Did you play? Were you playing that year? Uh, no, I think that's no, after I retired. Just after you retired. Yeah. Well, I know Mango was playing still. I remember Mango running. Yeah, he played in twenty three in that jersey. Yeah, and didn't JT play in twenty five or so? Because he wasn't meant to play, or he um, injured. Not, I think just Mango that one that wasn't must have been coming back from injury. But um, yeah, I think they've got it at Brothers. Uh, JT, that was the Thor jersey. Ah, right. He played in an um, unusual number. Very good. The Cowboys team is Scotty Drinkwater, Kyle Felt, Hamaso, Pat Hicku, Pat Brendan Elliott coming in uh, on the wing there. He's hasn't his star starting to rise. <laughs> hasn't he had no not taking the piss he's he's a gun like it's a shame that he's behind a couple of origin players in oh, ahead of him yeah. in all honesty but every time he's come in he's he's done his job and I think it was the Dragons game he was 18th man but we all thought he was playing but Val backed up but credit to him he trained pre-game and everything yeah no as if he was taking the field he's been awesome he's a champion champion guy um, low maintenance just does his work and I know like you say he's he might you know he's good enough to be in the 17 but at the moment we're going really well and he's outside that but it's great that's the sort of depth and the players that you need and the coaches love that they know they can just throw him in there and they can depend on him so he's got the trust he's got the trust of all the players and the coaching group so we know he'll come in and do a great job yeah Yeah. Tommy did and Chad Townsend his mother's got COVID obviously so yeah yeah What's the protocols with that getting it? Well, Is he able to I think he's or? like, I think that's like sort of day seven. It's possibly that day. So um, 
it's pretty unlikely that he would play because he would have been just isolated for seven days doing nothing. So that's not the best prep yep. to go into a game. So we'll build him back into some training um, when he gets back and, and then hopefully he should be fine for the Tigers, I would say. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, JTB, Reese Robson, Cohen Hess, Tommy Gilbert, uh, Connolly Lemuelu and Jason Taumalolo. Hesse obviously pulled up all right after a little. Hesse obviously pulled up well after the little niggle in the Bronx game. Yeah, he was uh, obviously we had the week off, um, which has been good for him. But I think that's just a little bit of a niggle that he's going to have to manage like um, through the year. Yeah, basically. So was it his shoulder, neck again, or was it's it? More, yeah, it's more like neck, shoulder, nerve sort of. Yeah, when I was talking to him, he said it was. Uh, no, basically, so it's more yeah. the neck getting nerve through there, getting stretched and sort of dead arm so to speak but he's lost a little bit of strength there so the, the week off was good um, for him to build that strength back up Sweet the bench is Jake Granville Luciano Ben Hampton makes his return and Griffin Neem number 17 Is Benny going to play like the hammer role? Benny Hampton? Yeah Yeah Without I don't know. Too much <laughs> <play>. <laughs> we don't. Re- <laughs> we, yeah. You never know. You never. We don't know re- who's going to play where till after they play the Origin game, and yeah, yeah. we see what happens. Um, so yeah, Toddy, he hasn't named any of the guys at the, the starting guys. So um, except for except for Tommy, because we don't. We think well, we don't know what he's doing, whether he's playing or or not uh, for Origin in terms of whether he's actually starting yep. Yep. Origin or coming off the bench. So he's named him for us. Good to see Tommy Chester in the 18. Yeah, from all accounts, he's been awesome at the Blackhawks. He's yeah. trained, he's trained um, really well the whole year. Obviously, had a bad ankle injury that he needed surgery for, but since he's come back from that, he's been awesome. And you know, he was just on like a train trial in the off season and impressed and earned himself a contract. And then, yeah, as I said, from all accounts, he's been awesome at the. Um, He's been our best player going back there each week from all accounts at the, at the Blackhawks and that. So it's good for Ord for him to show that he's he's very close, yeah. Yeah, I had him in the rooms early on in the season. He's a keen young fellow. He's keen to get out there, I know that much, so I reckon he'd be buzzing about that. So with Emery, <coughs> sort of like with Hesse at the moment, if you if you say with his injury and stuff, would it be worth another week off and chucking Emery in there? Oh, well, you know, we're, when we're talking about numbers before and we're monitoring Hesse's numbers and that in the gym and we know he's back good enough to where he needs to be. So um, the thing about the injury is, though, it's like something that they could basically, you know, they could hurt at any game. Yeah. Um, possibly so. Guys like Emery and Benny Condon and those guys, they're, they're you know, pricey too. They're not, they're not far away from getting a go. Yeah, and it's good to see, like... I. It, and like I know you touched on it just before with the depth, it's uh, you look at the you look at the, the the squad that gets named for each game now, and there's you look and go, well, any one of those guys could be playing, mm. which is great, obviously from a club point of view, and, and it's nice to be able to say that now. You know, obviously, you know, last year and the year before, you got a little bit nervy when you started looking down the list as the list got longer and longer, and you go, well, hopefully we don't have any problems and stuff like that. Whereas now it's like you look at the list now and you just go, cool. Any one of those players, if they have to, if they get called up for whatever reason, you don't get nervy about it anymore, which is great. Yeah. Obviously, those two bat, two tough seasons has really um, toughened a lot of these younger fellas up. Yeah, that's that's a great position to be in, and you know, I, I touched on earlier and the work in the preseason and at training, even you know, through the year, um, getting plenty of 
good efforts out of all those guys and the squad guys. Like you know, our main session tonight, so our main team trains against the the the, the reserve grade, so to speak, of the guys at the Blackhawks and Cutters and Pride guys. So that's an opportunity for them every week to impress the coaches and and, and train really well. So all those guys have been training great. So yeah, there is a you know there's a lot more trust in and and faith in those guys and below the the top um, the top side. Did you expect to see the team doing this well this year, or is it more something that was a you thought it might be more long term, or like in the next couple of years? Yeah, to be honest, I probably didn't um, expect to be. You obviously hope, and you know we've put the work in and that, but then obviously we lost that first game to the Bulldogs, and no one. If you said <laughs> then that we're going to be in second after round sixteen or seventeen, whatever it is, yeah, after losing that game, I was thinking. Oh, it's going to be a long year <laughs> after that after that game. But um, yeah, there was still and the coaches and Todd spoke about it. There was still a lot of good effort sort of plays in that game. Like we we were pretty poor, but there was still just it was you know a close game and there were opportunities for them to score more tries. But it was like those effort things that we were focusing on and they were all there. So um, if you've got them, then that's sort of like you're halfway there. And um, they've had a they're a pretty young. It's a pretty young squad that we've got with you know a few veterans sprinkled in there, and that's the thing about getting a few wins, and that breeds that confidence, and then breeds that belief that um, you know keep touching on the preseason. But everyone trains hard in the preseason. Yeah, we trained hard, but when you get a couple of wins, and that feeds the belief that oh yeah, we we are fit and we have trained hard, and then they start believing that, and then the statistics about not letting many points in the second half, they're reading that and they're believing like oh yeah, we are. It also seemed really low. fit, and we scored tries late because we're fit, and so that all—it's a yeah. know, self-fulfilling prophecy. It all feeds into each other, and the confidence of getting a few wins builds, and so it's yeah, it's really snowballed, and and they're seeing that they're getting the rewards for those effort things like the chasing back and and all that. So it all just feeds into more of the same. I'll keep winning because my sports bet count is flush. <laughs> <laughs> You can sort of see that uh, the resilience is built in after that Panthers game because that was sort of the anomaly in, in the run that we've had. Uh, but the guys came back the next week and it was like it never happened. Yep. Yeah, and and, and then the following week too, I think we might have played the Coast and we were without Origin players that week. So that just shows the depth of the squad and the faith that we have and the trust in those guys coming in. But yeah, that Penrith game, if we played that... Last year or the year before, we would have got beat by sixty. They had that much yeah. ball and on our line, and like there was a patch there where we, I think, we defended like twenty eight tackles or twenty nine tackles in a row on our line. Um, so there was still, even though it was a um, disappointing loss in the end, there was still lots of positives that we played very poorly in terms of our ball control and and errors and that. But the amount of effort and work and that they did defensively and. Um, I think still gave the side the belief that if we tick the little, a few other little boxes of our ball control and stuff like that, then we can trouble those sides. Plus, it was your first trip to Sydney in winter as well. Yeah. So that's not making excuses, but that does come into it. Like when we play Penrith round twenty-five, it's going to be up here, be nice closer to spring. So chalk and cheese, like. Yeah, absolutely. So you finished off. You sort of finished off your. Uh, well, Masters, I think I read in um, well, sports science. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, so I, f- I finished my bachelor degree in 2007, the year I retired, and then I've 
gone. I've done a masters at um, Edith Cowan University in WA, which is like a masters in um, exercise science, but it's like strength and conditioning is all the subjects in that. So yep. it's a pretty well rega- regarded course that a lot of guys in sort of my profession and in, in my roles around the league and that have sort of done and that. Mark Henry's done it as well. He's yeah. One of our strength and conditioning coaches, along with Ash Graham, and that. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool, and I, obviously, for us being you know diehard Cowboys supporters, it's pretty cool to see that your whole strength and conditioning team's pretty much ex players as well. So there's, uh, I mean, not to say that someone that doesn't play footy can't be a strength and conditioning coach for a footy team, but it's, I guess, you guys can also uh, empathise with the boys at yep. times and stuff like that as well, and maybe understanding where they're coming from. That oh, hundred percent. I think it's massive advantage and. We've all done the work, we've all done the study and we're all, um, you know, extremely well qualified but the fact that we've played and we can, like you say, empathise with them, we understand what they're going through um, is a much, yeah, I think it's a massive advantage in our position and, and it's also, I think it also gives us more of a level of respect. They have more respect yep. for us. They know we've done the all the education and that as well and that but they also have that respect because they know we've played the game and that as well and we know what we know what we, we're gonna make them do is nothing that we haven't done or that we wouldn't do ourselves or, or have done ourselves. So And you've all worn that same jersey, which is all, yeah. I, I think's a big big buzz too that I get a, I get a kick out of it. I, I love it. I love the fact that you know, all of you guys have all worn a Cowboys jersey at some stage in your you know, your footy career, you know? Yeah, I hundred percent agree, yeah. So you graduated in O seven in your final year. Tell me about that in the fact that you've gone from 04, 05 prelim, grand final, 07 prelim. Had a pretty good run in 06. The wheels yep. fell away a little bit there. How hard was uni and full-time play when you know you're going that deep into it? Um, like well, you I knew... Focus on the footy yeah. because you're playing finals and stuff and you're doing all-around exam time as well. Yeah, there were some times that were hard. We'd be on a road trip or something in Sydney and might have had a good win and the guys are out celebrating but I had to hit the books and that but I just knew that my career was winding down I was finishing up soon and I needed to do something to get something some sort of degree or you know what was I going to do so um yeah that was a small sacrifice really but um you know JCU we've always had a good relationship with JCU at the Cowboys and that too so um had a pretty good relationship with um you know the faculty and that in terms of if there was stuff I couldn't get to and that because of, you know, uh, work with the Cowboys and that. So, um, but yeah, it was, it, it was tough at the time, but um, all worth it in the end. Because I'm assuming back in those days it wouldn't have been Skype or Zoom no, or online. It, you had to be there was rock nothing, up for lectures There was nothing online. You had to basically be there for everything. So uh, Mark Henry, who I spoke about, like he was doing the same degree at James Cook when I was doing it. So and we were both obviously in the same... Um, NRL squad there so that was good the fact that we had two of us going out there doing the same same work and that so we could cheat off each other and <laughs> did, no, sorry I didn't did, no. did anyone <laughs> handed the assignment in with the name rubbed out we did a few we did a couple of group presentations together H and I but um, yeah you know it was good but it, that it's all you know sport and exercise obviously helped me understand what we were doing at the Cowboys as well as what we're doing at the Cowboys helped me understand probably better than some students out there what they would, you know, what yeah. we were learning out there as well. So it, w- it sort of went hand in hand, the training and, and what I was studying. So it was, yeah, you know, I did. 
then you pick the mindset okay. of Billy Johnston as well. That did he give well, you that's the mental re- that's their mental resilience side. <laughs> <and really. laughs> Flogging the crap out of everyone. That's the Billy Johnson side. So that's. Did H get into uh, cryogenics? Because I tell you what, he doesn't look any older than when he was playing. Yeah, no, he hasn't really aged. He's, <laughs> he's right into the weightlifting and that now. So he's a, he's he a trains pretty now. hard. He's, yeah. he, he's, he's got the. I think I'm pretty sure he's got the for his age. He's got the masters record in in uh, Queensland. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, or could even be the national me. record. Because every time I see him, I, I just record. have flashbacks to the footy days. And I, I say to him, like, H, you don't. You don't you don't age, and you get boys like Georgie Gaddis and that and get, must get shitty about it. <laughs> well, we're pretty lucky where we work, and we can go down and <laughs> have a quick work. We, tra- we train like before the so the players today. We we've been training our main session around sort of match time, so um, the players don't come in till probably just after lunch. We have a have a lift in the gym, and then usually video and stuff before the session, and then we go out and train, which is usually sort of on the field around five ish on these days but um so most of the staff or i get my kids are at uni or at school and so i'll come in in the morning and have a lift and a train and most of the other coaches are the same they'll do you have a train with in. his bride no no she, no. Can, she can throw them no no <laughs> not gonna get in the ring with jade yeah no <laughs> <laughs> she just won one recently too mm. didn't she yeah good honor yeah you, so your 200th game uh which just happened to be the last game of the season in 2007. Did you, I mean, you knew you were playing finals, but to have the boys decide, no, we're coming out and playing, because they were going to be rested, weren't they? Yeah. A couple of the guys. Um, I was wanted to rest JT and, and Matty Bowen, because it didn't make any difference whether we won or lost. Yep. We were still going to play finals, and we weren't going to move position either. So um, either way, we were going to finish. I can't even remember where we were going to finish, but it, yeah, there were... Win, lose, or draw wasn't going to matter. Yep. Um, so he he wanted to rest those guys, but uh, they both came out and said, "No, nah, we're going to play." So they wanted wanted to play in my two under. So that was yeah, that was a massive um, honour and yeah, real thankful for those guys. That means more than than anything that they're willing to still come and play that and make it a really good night. We had a good win, and those two. You know, played really well. Yeah. I think they went off at half time and we might have been leading by <laughs> by thirty and then we probably only won by four or something in the end. So lucky they chose to play half a game. <laughs> was there any great win in your career from debuting, like even the early days of ninety five where I think we only beat Balmain and Wests? Yeah, so I didn't I didn't play in those games. Um I didn't play in those games. I don't know, there were through the early years we didn't have two you know, too much success. So, any time we won was like pretty yeah. memorable. What would be Although your I can't favorite? Remember can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm getting old. What would but, be on the mantelpiece um, as the best win that you've been a part of? Oh, it, we got the ten nil Broncos game. That's sort of the top of everyone's. A couple of mine that I think when I went past Jonesy for the most Cowboys games at the time was like 132 games. We played Newcastle in Newcastle, which is hard. And I was born in Newcastle, so it was yeah. like. Always good to get one. Is it Marathon Stadium? That was Marathon back then, yeah, and that see, was, I always call it Marathon. That was the hardest place. That was one of the hardest road trips in the game. And the sh- the old change rooms they were terrible. They were like concrete <laughs> concrete floor, like freezing cold in winter. And they would hose out the dressing rooms before the before the opposition team got there. So you'd come in there and it'd be wet and on concrete, and you'd be trying to get changed, and all your clothes <laughs> are getting your clothes are all getting wet and. 
was just miserable, terrible <laughs> place to play. So that was a might have been a Sunday afternoon game though, but we won that in extra time. We'd, um, we kicked off and Ben Kennedy dropped oh, it off the kickoff. Oh, and yes. That was a really good one. Oh, was that Irish Trav- Finnegan's that now? That was pinpoint. Tra- Trav-, Trav-, Trav Norton, Trav Norton scored, scored yep. Right, yeah. So, that, you know, that would have been a big bar tab that night. Um, <laughs> that was really good. The Bulldogs game in... in uh, the first finals? Yeah, yeah, 2004. That was my wedding night. So that, that, <laughs> was, that was a great... That was pretty memorable. Um, man, The Manly game in... Where Ty, Ty ran. Yep. Yeah. Oh, from inside. The nine, 109 metres. Scored a hat trick. Scored and that. Too. And then they scored late. And then we short kickoff. I got the short kickoff back a couple of tackles later. And then we grub it into the corner and Ty scored. Like that was that was pretty good. Wins at Brookie were always pretty memorable. Because we, t- we always stayed at the Crown Plaza in Coogee. So we'd have to bus back. And if we had a win like that, then we'd obviously have beers on the bus. So that was pretty. It's not, not the quickest bus trip back to Coogee no, from Manly. A lot of those, th- most of those ones three sort of three, four, five. There's some really good wins in there. and um, That win against Parramatta uh, in the 29, final. 29-0, yeah. Yeah, that must prelim. have been pretty cool. That was, a, that, was, that was a good one. Did you talk to Glenn Morrison much after that? Because he left. Yeah, that, no, that he left to, to win a premiership win or whatever. Premiership so, oh, we would have been giving it to him. With about t- 20 to go when we were up by 25 or whatever it would have been, I'm sure we were all giving it to him. But um, yeah. <laughs> a different cat, Morrow, but he, he played some of his best footy. Like, um, yeah, I would agree with that. When he that. was here, like he was, yeah. there was one year there where he was like on a machine. Should have been the Blues lock there like, at one yeah, stage. Yeah, he yeah. was like doing like 30 hit-ups a game and 30 tackles. He was unbelievable. He was another uh, one of those ones that didn't mind having a party. After a win, he was always out on the turps. <laughs> we always did that, like, that, and that was some of the best times through the '04 uh, run there, through uh, beating the Bulldogs and that, and yeah, some because they had a bar at the bottom of um, Crown Plaza, the Cushion Bar or something it was called. But that night there, back at the after we beat the Bulldogs, I've, yeah, I've I've run into about 500 people that reckon that they were there at that bar that night. <laughs> <laughs> I think it only holds a hundred, but. <laughs> That was, um, yeah, it was just all North Queenslanders that had travelled down for the game, so that was pretty good. What yeah. what was it about? I mean, I was never, I, I'm, I didn't really ever get to meet Buzz, but what was he like? I mean, he, he seemed to change the whole um, mentality of the club while he was there as a coach. Just seemed to be, nothing ever seemed too much for him. He was always happy, you know, always saying hello to people, always very pleasant. As a coach, he seemed like really cool. Yep. Yeah, no, and there was a lot of things around that time that, the change we spoke about Billy coming in and that sort of changed the training culture definitely a lot in terms of he worked bloody hard. Um, Do you just hate Billy still to this day? Ah, we, I, we love Billy, he's a <laughs> champion. Um, but yeah, at the time we didn't, that's for sure. <laughs> but he, if you worked hard, he had a lot of respect for you and he, you could tell like that he knew the guys that worked hard and that and he knew the guys that didn't work hard. He'd, He'd ride them a lot harder. Never heard good reports from Butsy about him, but anyway. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it, it was tough. It was tough training, that's for sure. But um, yeah, so the culture of the club changed a bit there, and Mars, like I spoke about, you know, enjoying those wins and those those victories, and Muzz and 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 Pari to a certain extent that they were great like that, like in terms of, and you never know when you're going to get your next victory, so you might as well enjoy it. So, yeah, and. Uh, it was a close, um, close group in that too. I suppose that 
the whole team. So perfect storm, good coaching, good training, you know, good training, and then the, all the players got on and and uh, yeah, enjoyed a enjoyed a drink and enjoyed each other's company. Two thousand and five. It obviously sucks that we lost the grand final, but how did it feel being the first North Queensland Cowboys side to make a grand final? Um, yeah, I don't like. Yeah, I don't even look at that and think, oh, that's good to be in the grand final. So that's that's the thing about losing it. When you lose a grand final, you don't ever look back on it with any fondness or think, oh, that was good that we made the grand final. No one really thinks like that. I don't think. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I suppose probably maybe when I get a bit older, I'm getting pretty old now. But <laughs> no, I, I don't know. You, if you don't get, everyone says enjoy the week, enjoy the grand final week, and oh, how good is it? But unless you get the result doesn't yeah you don't look back on any of the week and think oh that was good that was good because you're, you're there for one one ultimate goal to try and win a comp and then yeah no prizes for second so and if you don't if you don't win you just don't look back on it with any yeah question but that's what i don't look yeah, yeah. i don't, yeah. I don't look back and fans. think oh we we're the first to make a grand final who cares yeah cares about making a grand final you got to win it uh, fair call fair call. i know because I'm good mates with Princey and I still, I'm still dirty at him. Still dirty at him to this day. But 10 years later, you're involved with the club and the club finally wins their first grand final. That must have been a pretty good buzz. Yeah, and, and you know, it's obviously miles from playing the game, but um, it's the next best thing, I suppose. I'd rather do that than play in a losing grand final to, <laughs> yeah. like, um, yep. be part of the coaching staff and, you know, performance staff for, for, for a winning grand final. Um, yeah, so to be have been involved with the club the whole time, um, you know, from the start to then get to that point, um, yeah, um, unbelievable and a great memory for me. Like all my family, um, my wife, kids, mum and dad as well, because they'd they'd ridden all the highs and lows with me the whole time as well, like playing um, through the the coaching and everything. So to have them, it was probably more special for me to have them there because they would have meant probably even more to them just for the sacrifices that they've had to make and seen everything I've gone through so f- for them to be there and um, enjoy that moment had both my kids were ball ball kids in that for the for the grand final so that was awesome and that for them so hell yeah mm. you mentioned being involved with the club you've been pretty much involved with the club from go to woe or go to now there is no woe because yeah, you debuted in 95 yeah 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 but high performance manager there's some of your titles that have been published anyway high performance manager head of sports science and head of performance are they all the same thing are they slightly different pretty much the high performance manager and the head of performance is the same thing yeah the sport head of sports science was for a couple of years there through 18 and 18 19 18 19 yep or 19 20 all three, according to uh, yeah, Wikipedia, no. anyway. Basically, <laughs> you're just fluffing up your LinkedIn 19, account. Nineteen twenty, they sort of split the head of performance role into two, and had like a head of performance, head of sports science, and I was head of sports science. And they, Michael Dobbin, who come from Fremantle Dockers, yep. was like the head of performance. So yeah, okay. And now they've gone back to just the head of performance. So the high performance manager is the same job that I'm doing now. Yep. They just called it was called something different back then. When you rocked up in Townsville in nineteen ninety five, did you think you'd still be here, involved with the club in twenty twenty two? No, when I rocked up in ninety five, I I probably didn't even think I'd play one game. So, um, yeah, I definitely didn't think I'd be 
you know, here for that long as a player and then, yeah, still still on staff. So def- definitely didn't. Well, not just on staff. You know, there's a whole medal named after you, the Paul Bowman medal, as... As we touch on every we, week. We touch on every week because we've got a, a dark horse for the Paul Bowman medal this year. Um, we won't name names, but uh, Ruben Cotter's pretty much in line for it, we think, anyway. <laughs> Do you have any say into who gets it? Is it ultimately up to you or you can't say? I or? used to have a vote, but no, I don't anymore. I was going to say, how does the voting work for that? Is it just the coaching staff? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I don't know how they decided it the last couple of years, actually. actually sorry, since, since Todd's been here, I'm not sure. But previously... Um, yeah, when Pari was like GM of football, he'd after each game he'd just email like the three coaches and me to get like a three two one. So then after each game, he would then tally that up. Who had the most votes would get three for that round. And yep, if there was a tie, I think the head coaches vote yep. sort of dictated who got the three two one in in for that round. So that's how it used to be. But I think I'm not sure how it's done last year and. And this year now, I don't know. I don't know whether they, yeah, give Go behind give a three, two, one after each game, or they just decide at the end of the year. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. All yeah. right. Well, every player gets a sheet of three, two, one, so it's voted on your peers plus your coaches. Well, that'd be the players' player. Well, they used to do the same with the players' player. Like Parra used to go around after every game and get who was your players' player, who was your players' player from each player, and then they'd have that each round. But yep. now I think they just, I don't know. I think they ask them at the end of the year. Which, to be honest, I think the, other, the way that the old way. The better. old way's better. Yeah. Because then you get their true each game. Mm. I don't know. If you get at the end of the year and you ask someone who was who was your player's player for the year, I don't know. Then it's probably probably think about the last couple of games. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Who, yeah, who was good. Okay, Stood out in the last so. four games of the year yeah. rather than they might have had a good first half of the yeah. season. Do you, do you present the medal as well? Uh, yeah, I get up on stage and is, present it. Yeah. Has there been any recipient that – because if you don't know who it is and then you – <laughs> sure, no worries. Here you go, buddy. Well, Hesse must have been a bit of a dark horse last year. Yeah, so <laughs> that was probably out of every medal I've had to present. That was probably the one that, um, yeah, Put it was my a bit name of a, to this. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no it definitely wasn't any of that. It was just like, oh, yeah, okay. He he had a good year, but that's a thing, and that's yeah. I don't know. It's, it's must must be. I know you. I know you're a very humble guy, but. It must be a pretty big buzz to have a medal named after you. Yeah, yeah it's huge, you know. And hopefully it'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> you know. They might change it to the Jason Tamalolo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was fortunate just the year I was born and that that I ended up, you know, was at the club when it started and I'd still been here, so they had to give me something. <laughs> <laughs> what was it called prior? Just player of the year. Just Cowboys player of the, of the year. year. Yeah. yeah. Which you won a couple of yourself anyway, so it's not like it's uh, undeserved. Yeah, but you know, there's been a lot better players than me that have come come um, before me and after me. But um, oh, come you know, on, don't be too humble, mate. You must have had, a, you had some good years there. Don't hung worry around about that for a while. So, but yeah, no, it's great and happy. You know, real proud. And, yeah. And the Paul Bowman Challenge, the under nines in Prossy. Yeah, that's that's awesome, and it's gone yeah, from strength to, uh, to strength. It, we had maybe 14 sides in our first year, which, again, would have been maybe the year after I retired or maybe a year or two later, but around 2008, 2009. Or, but, um, yeah, I think we had 14 sides. And then last year we had, you know, um, 
72 sides, I think, which is as many, as they, as, many as they have at the Laurie Spina and that. We had 80 sides, 80 sides one year, but I don't think there's not enough accommodation in Proserpine <laughs> <laughs> and Early Beach to um to fit that many sides in. So you get, you get teams wags. staying in Bowen and that and driving from Bowen every day to to, the, to play and that. So, no, it's, all, it's awesome and it's great for the great um, for the community. Like, it just brings a lot of, um, obviously, money into the community and the tourism and all the hotels are full across the town and we've um it's in the september holidays as well so hopefully people stick around for a few days and yeah see this sites down there so it's it's great for the region and yeah, awesome. they're really proud of it so everyone that plays there says it's a good um they really enjoy it and get a lot of dads coming up going no no winners anymore though because you can't win and lose oh, oh no. really yeah Surely wow. the no. I, think, I think the tide is turning, and I think the tide is turning. I think the QRL will come to their senses and and um, and uh, yeah, well, reverse that decision. But yeah, last year we had like a, I don't know what we did. No one, no one won it. Obviously, it was we just had like eight pools, and I think they they played games if you the top of the pools, but they never. I don't know how it worked. It was weird. How do you? But we did the Sam Faust Memorial Relay, and someone won that. So like, what's the difference? Yeah, yeah. really, if you. <laughs> You're running well, a relay and then yeah. you give a winner there. What do you so it's like anyway? How do you groom the next generation to know that hey, look, you you failed or you lost, try okay. better? Like how how do you prepare that if everyone's just equal terms? You know, it's yeah. like that in all sports. So it's quite. I mean, the thing is, uh, and I don't know what their thought patterns are. The the kids know, the kids know who won. They know you. Mm. You could be sitting there watching and and go, oh, what's the score? And they'll tell you, boom, oh, it's. 14 nil. we've scored, you know, this, that and everything else. And That's what my seven-year-old does now. Comes yeah. in, tell me what the score was, Dad. Yep. Who's winning? Which Who are we going for here? I yep. might not be watching a Cowboys game for some yep. weird reason. And they'll, they know. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. want to know who's winning. Exactly. It's just as much about coping with loss as it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Winning, and then they get winning to... Winning well and if you never lost, like when you get... Like what happens when you lose for the first time in that too? Like that's... So that anyway, they, they got us just... They, they don't need to worry about that. They just need to sort the parents out and and, and the coaches more so. It's like the coaches they need to get to in terms of because they'll they'll all look for an advantage and for how they're going to exploit the rules and that just to win and that. So you know it's it's more about you just got to have good coaches and people that are you know play kids in all their positions and give everyone a go here and there. Like that's you're nine for crying more, out there. Exactly. It's that's what more is about. But. Um, Anyway, have a run. That's yeah. that's the world we live in. Just yeah. on the winning thing, though, you mentioned the 2015 Grand Final. We were discussing this either last week or the week before on the on the pod. Premiership rings. Now you only get them at the moment for the 17 that take the field. Not even 18th man gets it. What's your thoughts on? Because you're just as Is the 18th. I think the 18th will get. Maybe this, this maybe year, nowadays. I reckon this year they would. And the coach. Yeah. The ADF yeah. man and the coach, I think. Yeah. But I mean, without the likes of yourself and the and the and Graham and Henry, the HPU, the coach staff, the masseuse and everyone, like you've got a squad of say thirty even. Do you reckon the NRL should look at because you're just as important yeah. as the player taking the field? Do you reckon the NRL should start looking at? Oh, a hundred percent. Think and, they should. And I know some clubs that they basically do like buy rings. Get rings made the same as the the premiership ones for their all the support staff and stuff. 
So yeah. and even players that might have only played five through the year or yeah. whatever, like yep. you're still important in those wins. Yeah, hundred percent. You're, 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 you're part of the squad. Yeah. So yeah, you'd be a fan of that. Yeah. yeah. It's a petition. That <laughs> I think so. We'll just do a change.org for it. No worries. Including the corporate room host as well. That'd be pretty Oh, yeah, fun. settle yeah. down. Well, we, we, we're drawing lines. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be one somewhere. Come on. Hey, come do on. it for the on the spot video guy as well. Yeah, oh. let's run with that. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you reckon would be your favourite player that you played with over the years? Um, yeah, there's been some good ones. I, um, I, had a, I was doing another podcast the other day, so a lot of these questions are the same. Hogs. <laughs> 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 Um, I don't know what to say. Nah, oh, I, and I said Matty Singh, and I, you know, I'll still say that he was just, um, just a, you know, tremendous player, tremendous guy, quiet, humble, and just dependable. You just knew what you get out of him every week, and um, like not jamming in. I played, yeah, no, we we had a really good. We obviously played a lot of games too, like centre and winger, so we had a great understanding in that. Um, he knew. He could trust me and that, and so he'd stay out on his man, and I'd get my man, which I don't know why people can't do that. Tell you what, it seems like Felty and Hicko were starting to do that. Yeah, yeah no, they we're defending really well, so touch wood and just keep that going. But um, they have got a good combinations on the edges, and we've been pretty lucky we've been able to keep those edges um, together for you know the whole year, which which helps particularly with defence and that. So, but yeah, you know, Maddie Singh. You know, just in front of guys like Mango and <coughs> Thurstow and Matty Scott and guys like that, even though Matty Scott was probably he was a little chubby front row at the start of his career in the games I played with him. So that he turned into one of the greats, yeah. Do you find, you reckon you would have the fitness to take the field, sorry, your fitness from in your prime to take the field today? And Or do you think, did, for, for someone like you, do you think the game is a lot faster or um, and the guys are bigger? I, I just think people would adapt whether, you know, if you train, we were the way we were because we trained at that, the way we trained back then, which is the way most clubs, I suppose, trained. And now everyone's pretty much training the same yep. as well, just in terms of like there's much more research out there on on um, on training techniques and, and that. So um, there's a whole lot more professionalism, a whole lot more money and everything, a whole lot more monitoring. So I think you take a player from whatever era and you put him into this era, he would... If he was doing well in that era, then he's going to do well in this era. I don't think it's so much. Yeah, the game is a lot quicker, but that's because of the way you know we're training full time. Yep. Whereas back in the day, like we spoke about it earlier, they'd be down the pub having schooners after training yeah. and stuff like that, and yeah. training twice a week. And how yeah, do you find wouldn't that? Be, wouldn't be doing any weights or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Do a few push-ups here and there, and that's so it's just just the way trainings evolve. So you'd like to think that you'd adapt to that training and perform the same. How do you find that edge over the fifteen other clubs that are trying to do the same thing to you? Like, because if everybody's training the same, you've yeah. got to find that edge somewhere. Well, it's just the players you got, <laughs> really. Um, Come on, give yourself a rap. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you can't. Yeah, you must be doing something right. Because I mean, it's it has clicked this year, and you know we can see it compared to previous oh, years, and you'd have seen it know, as well. There's a, lot, you know. there's a lot of luck, and yes, yeah, we trained hard, and we think we. Had a really good preseason, and you know we think we're doing everything right, but you know we've been lucky as well with with injuries and that too, and that's as much management as it is touch wood. Like we've made that mistake. Every, t- every time we've mentioned them this year, it's one has um, happened after it. So. You know, it's, it's bad luck or it's it's good it's good luck in that. So yeah. 
do you find training in Townsville, especially off-season, but also throughout the year? I mean, this last three weeks, NAP has been mm. cold for us. But do you find the heat burning the lungs better gives you more condition when you do play in the cold? Like, do you, do you find that the boys have longer lasting when they... Because we've got to play Dragons in, yeah, yeah. in, well, I mean, in yes a week's and, time. And yeah, I mean, yes and no. Um, you can have a positive effect from it then going to a colder climate, but then if you train too long and that in the heat, then you could be going into the game more fatigued than you should be in that as well. So it's a double-edged sword, I suppose. You, it's an advantage to be able to train in conditions like this, but then it can be a disadvantage if we're out there too too much in that. So the new centre's actually been, like, we've got that indoor room there that's been awesome um, in terms of a lot of our warm-ups we do in there. So it's just sort of less time out on the field and... Um, makes the session feel shorter, even though we're doing the same amount of work, really. But we're inside, and do you just crank it down to like a five degree or something to emulate like a Canberra trip. No, I think at the moment it feels like the heater's on in there. <laughs> 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 People in admin can't not handling the cold too well, so the heaters are going. I think that's that's the other thing as well. You mentioned the heaters. Would Canberra do that to you? Like you mentioned Newcastle. Yeah, oh, they hose crank it, hose it all down. They crank the heaters up. You're sitting in the dressing chairs oh how nice is this and then you walk outside holy hell so <laughs> is that something you guys can do to the other team now turn oh yeah turn it down to 12 degree on the air yeah, con, our, they our run out to 28 our degree very, our air cons they're very cold in the sheds and that so yeah yeah we'll be the exact opposite yeah <laughs> beautiful <laughs> love it love it good to hear gamesmanship oh it's what we like it's what we like well we might rip through some tips for this round uh smash through them as quick as we can uh so is NRL round 18. Actually, there is one, the tip for tomorrow night for Origin. Um, counts to last week's tipping. Yeah, I know. Don't ask yeah. me. Uh, so, well, I don't know. We won't read out the, the ladder because that'll change after tomorrow night anyway. I'm assuming, maybe, I don't know. Some people uh, might have tipped, well, we all tip Queensland. I know that. But yeah, I got Queensland by 13 plus at 11 to 1. Yeah, good on you. Good, <laughs> good. I, I suppose your plus margins have been going pretty good this year. So I have been healthy. Have been healthy. Very good. All right, round 18, and uh, I'm just going to read mine out in one go, and then we'll just go around the table. Sure. Uh, so I've gone, uh, it's Cowboys versus Sharks, obviously, on Friday night. I'm going the Cowboys uh, over the Sharks in a close one. I'm going by four points. I'm taking the Eels over the Warriors at Combank Stadium. Into Saturday, I'm taking the Roosters over Dragons at Central Coast. I'm taking Manly over Knights at Four Pines Park. I'm taking, I'm taking the Broncos over the Titans at Seabus. It pains me to say, but unfortunately the Titans can't string one together at the moment. On Sunday I'm going uh, the Panthers over the Tigers, uh, the Storm over the Raiders down in Melbourne, and the Rabbitohs over the Bulldogs at a core. Pistol. Cool. I've gone Cowboys on Friday night, 22 over the Sharks to get that 19+. plus. I've got Warriors over Para because I'm tipping for all about how Cowboy keep their gap. Yep. Uh, Dragons to beat Roosters because no one likes a rooster. Knights over Manly because Manly. <laughs> Titans over Broncos because that way we keep that more of that gap and stuff the Bronx as well. And Titans are just going to play some strip club glitter strip footy. We'll get your strip club, club glitter, glitter strip footy. Yeah, no. Wow. They'll get you all excited and hard because they'll come out and put 24 points on in 10 minutes. Probably still get rolled. Yeah, right. Fair. Fair. Strip club footy. Uh, Tigers over Penrith, so that way we can close the gap on the Panthers. 
That's probably not going to be a good tip. Uh, Raiders over Storm again, that Cowboy segregation, and Dogs over South to keep South out of the eight. Dogs over South, okay, all right, fair enough. Morgs? Yeah, look, I've gone, uh, where have I gone here? I've gone Cowboys by 12 over Sharks, I reckon pretty comfortably. Uh, I've gone Eels over Warriors, Dragons over Roosters. I'm going Eagles, I'm sorry, Pete, over Knights. Um, <laughs> I've got a tip with Broncos, I don't want to, but I'm going Broncos. Panthers, I don't think I can bring myself to do West Tigers over Panthers, Pete. Yeah, no, look, I, I, I love give the optimism, away. but we'll go Panthers on that. that. Um, I'm going Storm. I reckon Storm will bounce back. Um, bounce back, you reckon? I think they will, and I'm going the Bunnies. Bunnies over the Dogs. Okay. Frog. I've gone the same as you, Rob, so I've gone, I've gone the Cows by six. Yep. Uh, Para, Roosters, Manly. Brisbane, Penrith, Melbourne, Souths. Oh, but that Souths one was a bit of a toughie. I, I, there was something in the back of my mind telling me maybe the doggies on that one, but no, I think, I think Latrell's got his engine running now. I reckon he'll be all right on that. How good was that winger from Newcastle, Dominic? Do, yeah. yeah, how fast did we were talking about how fast wingers were last week? Did you see the oh, tackle? I didn't see it. No, who was um, Nicarima? I think was going to score, and he's just come out of nowhere and just blast past Latrell and cleaned him up, and then scored at the other end. Yeah, right. Okay, that was great. Very good. Anyway. You get into tipping much, Berg? Are you allowed to? No. Ter- terrible tipping. Okay. But I'm, on, I'm just wondering where, how, where's Pete sitting on the ladder with oh, last. his last. rationale last. for tipping. 100% yeah. last. He, 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 he I pops. have a system. <laughs> it's not a good one, it's, but it's a not, not from a tipping comp point of view, but the should, theory behind it, I, 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 I'll always... should do the George Costanza opposite, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every, Pretty much. Every instinct you have about tipping is wrong, so if you go the opposite, you know. Part of me wants to go right. me, wild, me last, me last uh, if, joker as well. If he tips are right this week, we'll be four points off para Penrith and we'll be four points clear of fourth spot Beautiful. and even probably even six or eighth clear of I fifth. I hope you're right. And that's why we don't question let him. him we go. just let him yeah. go. We, we like the theory. <laughs> the theory is always good. The theory is great. Beautiful. I may go me, wild, me joker, me last joker too. I don't know. I won't yeah, be using it on this one. one. You won't, you won't be, you're sure. You're well, going to take the Tigers, but yeah. Well, just look up the Penrith game. <laughs> I reckon you're going to see be like everyone winks out. Odds, wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah. Winks. <laughs> no, but look at the outs. No oh. Coruscant, no Toto, no oh, yeah. Yao, no Luai, no Cleary. Uh-huh. Are they resting everyone? Sure are. Oh, now you just want to change it. <laughs> no, I don't. And no. look at the 5 8 Give Morgs. The, Dewey. Um, go down through the... Oh, Dewey's in. Yeah, but so's Brooks. No. Uh, we never know. You know. Hey, it's all for it. Hey, if, if if you pull it off, I'm happy. I'm excited to see James come up here and play his um, 300th game. Yeah. By the Tigers. I'm pretty pumped about that. Yeah, that's appropriate. Yeah, that's appropriate. I like it. That could be a bloodbath. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. But it's good to see James up here playing. His How game. rough is the draw for Tigers? You've got to play. Now you're talking. Yeah. yeah. He played, I think he played his 200 from maybe up here too. Yeah. Might have been playing for Penrith at that point, but. He definitely right, played a yeah. big. He played a big milestone game out at um, at one three hundred. Yeah. Dairy farmers um, slash yeah. Stockland slash <laughs> Willow Sporting Complex. <laughs> is there any games coming up? Like with the Tigers game in a couple of weeks, and obviously how we're travelling and and how they're going. Without count your chickens before they hatch. Do you sort of look at that and go bloodbath for and against is very important, or do you just take it on its merit and it's still a first yeah, grade yeah, team if you in start front of thinking you? Like that, that's where you get into trouble I think so um, I think all the players they're professional these days and they probably realise how important for and against is as well so and like we're real tight there with um, 
with the storm in terms of where differential and that is sitting and could be a difference between like second or third or fourth or fifth or something you know so it's pretty important 100 percent. well that's tipping for round 18 yeah 18 18 that's uh our tipping's thanks to be clean nq this year uh, we'll get a couple of jerseys signed. Yeah, we've got to do that. Yeah, we've got to organise that. <laughs> we'll organise that. We'll make yeah. that happen at some stage. Make that happen. <laughs> uh, we also do Supercoach over at um, it's via townsendbulletin.com.au, but you can't join anyway because it's full. Yeah. Uh, we've got two comps. It's a news limited thing, that's why. Oh, is that why it is? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's limited. Even though it's called KFC Supercoach. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> And uh, I've just hit refresh and can't log in at the moment. We've got two comps going there thanks to Send It Boss. Yes, our good friends at Centre Boss for all your uh, um, casual wear. Casual wear. I do, yeah, I was yeah. just trying to think of the good word Parrel for Apparel and Parrel. clothing. Apparel, that's the word. That's and, and water bottles. And water bottles stuff. and stubby coolers. Stubby coolers. Fishing yeah. shirts. Fishing Fish shirts. The whole lot. That's all good. Uh, but suture, suture Coach? Suture Coach. That's a totally different game. It's a stitch up. Don't worry about <laughs> oh. that. <laughs> Oh, look at you. On fire tonight. Oh, thank you. But, uh, yeah, Supercoach has not gone well for me. No. Very poorly. Yeah, I only got 52 points last week. <laughs> Actually, I played you in one of the Did things. you beat me? Yeah, 450-something oh, to 52. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. I needed the for and against. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. What happens on a split round there? Like, You've got to try and change your team. You've got, you got to try and yeah. set your team up so that when you do get to the split rounds and stuff like that, there's minim- minimal change because you still only get – Two trades you per get, week. Uh, on the bye weeks, you're entitled. You get a third. You can, and then you can use your wild cardy oh, you thing, and you can boost really it. Wanna, yeah. So yeah, but you can only really, at the most, change four four players in one week. Yep. So you've got to try and set your team up so that you've got a good balance. You can't just go heavy. Yeah. yeah. On one side, which is my mistake. <laughs> That's my eleven Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You did well. You had them all in there, and half of them were off plan. Uh, yeah. And Origin. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I'm not even sure where I am now after that no, horrible week. Me either. Like I say, I can't even log into that. it. Points for Origin? No. 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 You get the big shaft. Mm. Yep. It should it's go into their points when they're not playing. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I like nice. that. Talk to someone about that. Say, hey, look, the players think. Yeah. We asked a few of the boys what they would, you know, do they you know, get a bit jumpy when one player's value because every player's got a value at the start of the season that kind of stuff you know like what, what a drinky what did we he started like 200 or something oh, drinky like i bought drinky for a song yeah he was maybe high twos and now he's up to around 700 yeah wow. Yeah, we asked him if they stare about this we don't even know half the time like reese when he i think reese said he goes what am i worth at the moment yeah yeah he's <laughs> probably thinking about his contract negotiation yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bringing up the agent. He was like, come on, my value in Supercoach is this. But yeah, no, it's, it's good fun. A big thank you to um, to the, the crew from Send It Boss and uh, do yourself a favour, senditboss.com.au. Or yourself hit, them a bargain. Up on, hit them up on Instagram. Yeah, on Insta. They reshared a few of our, they reshared our posts the other week too, which is great. Thanks very much. All right. Oh, he's got one. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there's that time of the night once again. All thanks to our good friends at Fusion Networks for all your computer and internet needs. It is time for Pistols Multi. Yeah, we copped a big bad beat last week. Yeah. Half the players didn't even play. McStay didn't play, and even then it wouldn't have mattered. And Latrell Mitch didn't score a try, and Dragons lost. So, yeah, great. Uh, but this week, we're just going an Origin one, so if you're listening to this, you've got until late 10pm 
tonight. I'm talking about Wednesday night. Uh, Queensland connection. We're just going Queensland head-to-head. They're going to do the Blues. Dearden's going to kick first for Nanai. He's going to score a try. Holmes is going to score a try. And Dane Gags is going to cross the strip. So Queensland, like I said, 13 plus, I reckon, is a good value. It'll be an ambush, the likes you haven't seen. So with those ones there, Queensland head-to-head, Nanai, Val and Gags, anytime try scorer, power played is 92 to 120 on that, 1840 in your kit bag. I love your optimism. I really do. Get love some your passion life. about yourself, Frog. No, no, no. Get I'm some so, hope. I wasn't. That wasn't a tongue-in-cheek statement. I just, I love your optimism. I, 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 I'm nervous for Fusion Network's bank account, but I do like it. And I tell you what, if it comes off, we'll love you forever. But you know, no one gave the Rebel Alliance a chance of beating the Death Star in an X-wing. <laughs> <laughs> All thanks to our good friends at Fusion Networks. Once again, as I always say, don't bet with my money. Bet with your own. Thanks, Fusion Networks. You can pull that down there. Nice work. Rob's left us for a moment, but anyway, it was one of those things. Bear, obviously, you know, being involved with the club for a long time, was there any players that you dreaded coming up against? Um, oh, look, at the start of my career, that probably most teams that I'd, I'd come up against, you know, I was worried about them. Um, probably not, not so much, although, yeah, Dragons was always a tough game because it was either Mark and Gaznia or Cooper, who in their prime were a pretty potent attacking uh, combination. Um, the Bulldogs too through the early two thousands had Willie Tonga that was playing, you know, in his sort of prime, I suppose. Behind Matt Utah, and their well. their whole left edge there, like sort of like a Nasta and Ryan and um, Tonga Utah, and that they were pretty good, pretty potent edge. Um, yeah, not too many others, I suppose. And more. Did you ever have to line up against the, the, the big man himself, Melbourne either? Uh, no, no, because he retired in '94. Yeah, yeah. 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 No. Um, Is it true you retired because you didn't like tackling Mahoney Butterboy anymore? <laughs> yeah, well, they're another one. The Warriors over in New Zealand. That was, you know, that was a tough, a tough road trip. Had some pretty tough. Um, At least you got the duty free there. coming home. Yeah. <laughs> Did you fake that neck injury that game you sat out because you didn't want to take on Melly and Mark? No, that was off. That was off the back of an Origin game, so I'd you know made forty tackles the night before. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that would be really back up. <laughs> so yeah, just yeah, taking my shirt off in the change rooms and something went in my neck. That was a good day that day. So we had a really good win, but basically thirty ten or something. Yeah, our doctor had a heart attack in the hotel. Oh. So a physio like had to revive him basically. So he didn't, the doctor obviously didn't come to the game, and then um, the I, I did my neck in the um, not even in the it was before we that was when we first got to the change room. So I was out, and then Jamie McDonald broke his arm in the first like tackle of the match. So oh yeah, I remember that. Three people down, yeah, and um, <laughs> yeah, we had a good win that day. So <laughs> that was um, pretty pretty memorable. Always one. I know we, we ask we ask a few questions to all our guests. I'm jumping in on you here. No, that's fine. That's right. We haven't actually written those ones down. No, but so I, that's I, good. I, thought of, I thought about it. Um, favorite pie, favorite favorite pie. Probably just the meat pie with the peas. Oh. You know the peas that the oh, yeah. they get out of the can and that like the. Yep. And where from though? 
Yeah, do you have a favourite place that you get them from, or are you happy to get? Them I don't really eat many. Like, I can tell you, you're still a prime athlete. So I know it's a pretty loaded question, but yeah, yeah fair enough. Probably, probably the last one I had was probably from um, Thielands there at um, like where's that like Forest Avenue? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, the mushy pea, well, the pea pie, yeah, with yeah, the, yeah, that's the fine. I like that's that. Fine. That's fine. Deserted Island? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I reckon the Deserted Island. No, I, don't, I can't remember. I, I, you I can never remember it. Oh, well, okay, all right. You right. do. Okay. So, we ask this of everybody. If you're on a deserted island and you can take two players with you from any era, preferably someone you've played with, who, who, which two would you definitely want to take and which two would you definitely not want to take? And if they're current players, that's even better because we can – Rib them later on. <laughs> um, or member of staff, since uh, you probably interact with them just as much as the players, or more. Well, play, players, I'd probably take like Jake Granville or these guys that I haven't played with or anything, but Jake Granville and Benny, Benny Hampton, they're classics. <laughs> to just like listen to them all day. <laughs> would, um, keep you entertained. Would keep me entertained. Yeah. Um, would any work get done? Jakey's a hard worker. Yeah, so is Hamster. Yeah. But yeah, that conversation would be hilarious. <laughs> I could imagine. That, yeah. Um, two champion guys. Uh, who wouldn't I want to take? Um, Feel free. You can unleash. Yeah, no, it's a tough one. Eh? Rowhy. Maybe, maybe Ra. Yeah, <laughs> he could be a bit of a pest at times. Um, <laughs> and he's a big dude. But uh, yeah, well, there wouldn't be any food. There wasn't <laughs> any food. Left from him. Yeah, I don't know. I can't really. Was there any serial pests back in the day when you were playing that you just just used to do your head in? Um, there always seems to be someone in the in the in the crew that always seems to be that real. Yeah, serial well, probably Ra was it like a yeah. real pest. <laughs> it was the joke, practical jokes, and that on everyone. But um, yeah, that, no. so I'd always thought Mussy would have been annoying at all. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> no, no Mussy's pretty. He's harmless. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I like that. I like no that. Worries. All right, what's your favourite thing to do in the off season? That's un- not football related, or could be. Yeah, just do nothing. Uh, jobs around the house. Usually, nothing gets done from <laughs> November through yeah. October. So, what? two months. Did you say most enjoyable thing, or what oh. I do? What I, what I do, <laughs> I d- it, what does I do in the it does say. It does say favourite thing to favorite do in thing. the off season. Yeah. Not that's the thing that that's not, what I do. Not the build up of list from favorite the, thing. From the misses or anything. Couch and five days of test Yeah, uh, no, just trying to get away somewhere with the family and that. Just get away from it all. Yeah. Which has been hard the last few years, obviously. Yeah. We yeah. just went to Melbourne last week, which is the first time we've been away since probably I suppose yeah, pre pandemic. So that was really good to get away with the family, just to switch off because yeah, it's, it's a it's she's just a mental grind the whole um, pre seasons. A tough grind. We're in early and leave late, sort of for about three months in a row, and then um, yeah, obviously away a lot in season, um, away from the family and and uh, at work um, for a, for a long time too. Sort of um, early starts and late finishes and that as well. So it's just good to yeah get away and spend some time with the family and just not even think about footy. Are you still enjoying it? Yeah. Well, well yeah. How could not enjoy it at the moment. Yep. Yeah, fair call. <laughs> it, it's a bit of a grind the last couple of years, I would say. But um, yeah, has its ups and ups and it da- ups and its downs. But you know, the ups job are probably yeah. Every job does, and everyone the grass is always greener somewhere else. You sometimes think, oh, that could be. I'd like to do that, or I'd like to do that. But the highs in 
the work that I'm involved with are probably more, you know, you probably couldn't get a better experience or, you know, just even, you know, rest just thinking about that game in Manly, like how how good that that was. Yeah. Like, you know, you just don't, you're not going to get that thrill or that high from too many occupations and that. So no. you've got to be pretty thankful for um, where where I am and what I'm doing and I'm enjoying it. And on the flip side, the lows can be very low as well, like because you're much more these days in the public spotlight and with social media and all that. Like you, they're pretty ruthless when you're not doing well. Oh yeah, I can but imagine. You probably just stay off social media. On game day, quick quick one. Like, there's the three of you. There's three trainers out on the field with different coloured shirts. Do the colours mean anything? Yep. So the orange shirt, that's like the physio sort of medical person. So he can pretty much be out there. The whole time when we've got the ball, um, you know, can take water and and basically looking for injuries and that, so to speak. Uh, the yellow shirt, he basically is just like water at sort of tries. Yep. Unless if it's hot, they can invoke this heat rule where he can run water. It's got to be a certain temperature and humidity for, for that to sort of happen. And then the blue shirt, I just get like three cards. You see that, like the interchange cards, so three... One, two, three, three messages per half. Okay. And that's basically the only time I'm, I'm allowed on the field, although I can, if we need to make a change, I can run out and get the guy that we're changing and bring him off. Same as I can go out when tries are scored and stuff like that, like in breaks in play. Can did you, that, did you that, tell Orange, sorry, can you tell Orange shirt to run yeah. messages as well, though? Yeah, we can, and most sides would. Well, yeah. that's what I was about to say. I mean, did they root to change that rule because of Elfie? Because <laughs> he... I know, because I'm sure he... What? Yeah, like it, the blue shirt used to be able to be on there the whole time when we got the ball. And I like it the way it is now, which is how it should be. Yeah. It's not under nines or under tens or not even like under sixes where you've got to get out there and help Yeah. Um, direct the play or tell them how to play. Let them play. Yep. They're grown men and... Getting you know, paid bucket loads. They're in, the, they're in the moment. They don't need to worry them. So I prefer it and think it's better for everyone that like it is now and keep keep the trainers off the field as much as they can let the players play cool I never knew that I know, I, for all the years that I've been involved in no. the, at the footy and that I never knew even, I know you said it's only just been probably three years. four years now it's been oh no, it would only be like two or three years actually yeah, yeah. I never I never noticed you had to hand a card over obviously to the interchange yep yeah, the same yeah. same as making it a replacement he'll just put a card up and say that's the first time first message or whatever that I'm yep running out so I can go on there and it's supposed to come off after four tackles. Did they change that from the 2019 grand final with the Roosters trainer on the field? No. Straight well, off kickoff that's and the that orange. He him? was the orange shirt anyway, ah, which is right. the medical guy. So they're allowed on there the whole time anyway. But um, no, I think it was, was a little bit to do. Probably Alfie's the guy they all, everyone talks about, but every blue trainer was doing it because the coach would be on the headset to you. Get out there and tell them do this, tell them do that. So you'd run out. We've only had like two sets or one set of the game like bloody hell they forgot the game plan already like, let them, <laughs> just let them play but you gotta yeah so that half the time you're just running out because the coach is telling you to run out there how is it being the trainer under Todd compared to Greeny or not allowed to say <laughs> <laughs> no Todd's um, he's pretty relaxed it's Dean's usually on the headset like um at game, so he, but he'll just be passing on the message that Todd Dean Young will be passing on to me, and that, that Todd 
Um, but yeah, Greeny used to be pretty aggressive on the headsets, telling me what the. <laughs> I'd, usually, I'd usually have to filter it to the player. <laughs> I couldn't repeat that, what he said to do. Did you ever stuff up and accidentally still have the walkie-talkie on and say, well, tell that little prick to shut up. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm live. No, Greeny might be listening to this, but I was shaking my... <laughs> one time there I got yeah, got a bit of a um, ear bashing and I was shaking my head, and that's when I heard, what are you shaking your head at? <laughs> so, looking up at the box. <laughs> so like, okay. oh, I love it. I Jeez, love you wouldn't it. want to be... Uh, Bellamy's runner then. No way. No. I don't think I don't think he's got the headsets. No, either. yeah, well he doesn't have the headsets either. No, that gets so filtered. He, he that goes through Steve Carney at the moment. Carney mm. down to the Yeah. So and he seems a lot calmer. They've all Bellamy. got a that'd be a full time job just deciphering Bellamy's. It's like an interpreter. He's got to pick the one word between the swear words to pass <laughs> down. Yeah, no, that'd go well. All right, um, I got one last question for you. You kicked a goal in the last game, in your last or well, last home game against the Warriors. Did you practice that? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we all just muck around kicking goals and that at training over the years, I suppose. But um, no, no, I, I, I didn't really want to kick the goal either, but just because I just I feel like that's a bit disrespectful to the opposition. But. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I think, I think we were up forty-seven, twelve at the time. So it yeah, was so forty-six, twelve. It was yeah, it was my last home game, and that's a it was a dreadful kick because it, it was up on socials not long ago. I think I'm pretty sure it I went end over end like that way. <laughs> yeah, and only cleared the crossbar by about hey, a centimeter. It counts, but yeah, that's right. It's it's there as a goal, but hundred percent. No, they get, Yeah, I just grabbed a tee that I thought was like a normal tee, but it was actually Ash Graham's tee, and he he likes his ball position to be like really flat. So he'd like cut this tee. So it was nearly like, instead of the ball being like that on a nice angle, it was like that. So when <laughs> you've I've kicked it, it's like, <laughs> so I blame Ash for that. But it went, it went over anyway. But yeah, that's, um, yeah, no, you know, all back it in, seemed ju- to become a bit in junior bit. footy, we all used to have to kick girls anyway, but um, that was like toe poking back in the day. But um, yeah, no, I practiced a bit over the years and that. But I tell you, when you get back, at the end of your mark there and there's like 25,000 people, it's like hard to like, <laughs> you're like trying to move, you sort of fro- I froze. I remember freezing there for a bit like thinking, geez, I better get this. <laughs> it probably would have been better if it was scored out wide so like then there's no pressure on you. Like I was at the Marta Hospital, Calista yeah. had just been born and I'm watching in the room and you're trying to be quiet and I'm just going nuts. That was a big game, that one. I did like the trick how we wore the white jerseys, made them wear their black jerseys too. I thought that was pretty good. That was afternoon. really good because that was a very hot afternoon. Yeah. Was it ever? Um, yeah, sort of late sold, September. Yeah, they only saw Carlton Mids on the hill too, being an NRL game, not a oh, Cowboys really, yep. game. It was, it was tough. It was tough. It was tough. Yeah, yeah, no, she was. Um, that was a bit of a masterstroke. Yeah, so the black Warriors in the black jerseys coming from you know we spoke about us going to Canberra and the cooler climates. It would have been. Very hard for them coming from New Zealand, and then to would have been like thirty degrees, I reckon. I Sunday it afternoon, close. it was like would have been around the middle of September, sixteenth yeah, of September. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Credit to the Warriors, they they've learnt from that mistake because every game ever since then they've made it their blue and red heritage jersey. So if they have to play away and they're forced to wear the black, no, we're going to wear our our blue one. So 
They live learn a lesson. Live and learn. Very good. Well, we might uh, update our playlist for the week. Yep. Smash through this one quickly. Frog, what do you got for us? I went, uh, Oh, I've, yeah, I had to. Yeah. I'm quite surprised no one's picked it before now. Bit right. of, bit of Mr. John Farnham, you're the voice. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Bit of an anthem. Yeah. That's normally what? his normally his. I was quite lucky enough to be able to introduce him on the stage at Mount Isa, so yeah, oh. it was a bit of a fangirl moment, and I did call him Johnny. Yeah, and, right. Um, he called you Mickey? No, no, well, huh? he hasn't been called, didn't like, he went through a phase where he didn't like being called Johnny Farnham right. anymore, it was John Farnham, and yep. I've gone up on stage all pumped and excited, I mean, you know, I've gone, <laughs> hey, let's get loud for Johnny Farnham, and I've walked off the stage and realised what I've done and sunk, like I've, oh, and all I hear is this. Did he call me Johnny? <laughs> and I'm like going, oh no, <laughs> what have I done? And well, I apparently loved it. I don't think you would have introduced these guys. I've picked the police. No, I haven't. Do, 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 da, da, da. Cool. Oh, That's yes. Cool. Oh, yeah. I'll have to add these to the list. Yeah, yeah right. for sure. Pistol, what do you got? Yeah, uh, after we win tomorrow night and also beat Sharks on Friday, I've got Brantley Gilbert, bottoms up. Yeah. Oh, it will be a bit of bottoms up, I think. I have to agree. Morgs. Yeah, look, I've given the uh, 15 a rest today. So I've gone something a bit different out of a box. I've gone Until I Found You by Steven Sanchez. Yeah, I've got no idea this one. No, I don't maybe. even know how I found it. I was listening to it on, uh, I think on Spotify yesterday. And it was pretty, yeah, right. So get around it. All right, okay. We'll see what uh, see what comes out there. What do you got for us, Bear? Is there a theme or something? No, no, not at all. It's, it's it's not at all. Whatever you like, you like. Whatever you like to listen to. Well, I'll just get the last song that was playing while I, in the car when I rocked up, eh? Perfect. Um, Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah. Oh, good right. song. It's a bit long. Good. No, that's right. fine. We don't good have a whole choice. lot of, I, don't, I don't think we've got any Zeppelin what yet. do you no. usually listen to? Bit of everything? Bit of everything. Bit of Led Zeppelin. There you go. There's the playlist. So have a look at it. Do you get to choose the music much of training? Not really, no. Nah. They don't. Oh, we did a recovery session the other day, actually, and I introduced the boys to Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah. The 70s sort of. Yeah, I'm vibes, sort of stuck yeah. in the 60s and 70s, to be honest. That is a great The worst things, yeah. <laughs> Not happy. I like the Beatles and um, the Stones, Queen, yeah, Led Zeppelin. Nothing wrong with any of that. Um, yeah, George Harrison. Um, yeah, so, but basically, I, all right, you start in, there was one group in the ice, one group in the in the pool, uh, one group in the hot, and then basically, I'll, I'll shuffle the songs here and say whatever song you end up with, that's what, you stay in the ice for that long, or you stay? Led Zeppelin with Cashmere, which is like eight minutes, and, and the um, I love it. The group that the group that got Cashmere actually then got um, just trying to think. I'll find the Led Zeppelin playlist, but um, the other song they got was like um, they got three crackers that were like. Um, <laughs> Oh, Stairway to Heaven. It almost, yeah. <laughs> so, it almost killed our side. They got Stairway to Heaven, which was eight minutes, and then they got Cashmere, which was eight minutes, and then their other song was like a five-minute song as well. So anyway. You'd be off that was good. They enjoyed that. You'd be off the Christmas different. card list. Yeah. <laughs> Might not be allowed to do that anymore after that. Who, who'd you rather see live if you with errors, a full Beatles lineup in the 60s or a full Queen lineup in the 80s? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd prefer the Beatles of the late 60s, but yeah, I'd probably say I'd prefer to see the full Beatles yeah. around 68, 69. Get a yellow submarine. More, more, <laughs> more 69-ish then with um, Abbey Road. And, well, I like the White Album. And, yeah, well, actually, Revolver and Rubber Soul are probably my two 
favourite albums. So yeah, right. I like their music from from their later music anyway. Not that big a fan of Yellow Submarine or Magical Mystery Tour, but have you got? Are you a bit of a collector with it all? Yeah, have, have you got, got the vinyl? Got the vinyl on that, so got most of the Beatles albums and a lot of yeah, some Stones and Queen. I've got Queen's yeah, greatest hits and um, modern stuff. Teskey Brothers, Busby yeah, right. um, Maru. Sure. Love, love, love a bit Credence. Oh, I'm loving this. I'm going to add them to your own playlist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh, that's a band I forgot. Yeah, it gets like that. That's why I've, I've actually enjoyed this playlist because there's been some songs like bands that have popped up and gone and it's made me think of other songs and then I've gone and added them to my own playlist. ELO. ELO. Yeah, there we go. I'm a bit of a fan of ELO. I haven't put any in this playlist, in our playlist yet, but I might start. It'll happen. Yeah. I put Pink Floyd in there last week. Pink Floyd, yeah. Yep. I'm looking for an album of theirs. I, just, I haven't actually got any Led Zeppelin albums, but because they've got this one called Mothership, which is like a greatest hits, but yeah. it's like was issued in about 2007, and they haven't done like a reissue, which they probably won't because they want you to go out and spend <laughs> fifty five dollars and buy one, two, three, and four, and Cashmere's on um, physical graffiti. So they want, you know, they probably realise that. They'd rather people buy five albums for sixty bucks each, yep, yeah. rather than buy their greatest hits for sixty. You're on a good wicket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not. Well, I'm not. I'm going to wait till they reissue. They're going to reissue Mothership at some point. I think. All over it. All right. Well, that's us for this week. Thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thanks very much for Paul Bowman for joining us for a nice long chat. It's just on two hours there. Eh? Yeah, I like it. Appreciate the time. Thank you for giving us your time. No worries. Bit of insight. You are on any, you jump on any of the socials at all? You no, them? not really. No, not interested. No. I was on Twitter for a while, but then just got abused by someone. <laughs> That's like, a mess. Why, what's the point of being on here when you get all these random people that don't even put their real name down and abuse you? Yeah, do you ever, right. do you ever, obviously not on the socials, but do you see and read other comments like if someone's scrolling going, oh, these bastards said this about us or this or that, or do you take things to heart or what, oh, the, what the media writes yeah, as well? No. I don't, yeah, not really. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'm mainly just on like Facebook more just to keep in touch with people, but I don't really post much or, yeah. I, wish I, I didn't could, mind, I, wish I, I didn't mind Twitter because I just followed a lot of people in my field and would yeah. just use that to look at research and training, you know, different think training techniques and that in the, in my field and that, but then you just get copped too much abuse from people. I think you can set up Twitter now so people can only message you. Or call you out if you allow them to. So yeah. it's, it's a little bit, a little bit better for that because yeah. there was a lot of that sort of abuse and stuff. That's why and I, everyone I, gets it now too. So that's why I didn't like. I, I'm on Twitter, but I, I hardly ever go. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, there it is. It's it's one of those things. But um, we are us, as in the podcast, is on uh, at on the ranch NQ on Instagram. Yeah, uh, I'm at XRPop on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Pistol on the spot. On the spot. Facebook. Yeah, yeah. A video tomorrow. Come on, lined up. I have not done one, no. No, no I have not. Got no. nothing. It'll... You go, we'll do one now. You're aiming for quality <laughs> over quantity this year. Yeah, well, yes. last time I did an Origin one, it didn't quite work out. <laughs> it didn't go well, no. <laughs> well, the result didn't anyway. Morgan Holmes Evans. Yeah, I'm on it. Thanks for Fusion. I'm on all of them. Thanks to Networks. Fusion Networks and uh, Barking Frog MC. Yeah, uh, a big weekend footy on Friday night, then straight up to after, after I finish the game. I'm not even going to get to watch the game because I've got to leave... After the after kickoff, straight up to Pluma for Pluma Push. Oh, Pluma Push, that time of year already. Yeah. That's going to be cold. Uh, first, first.
first wave leaves at quarter to seven Saturday morning. Jesus. Yeah, so game will finish at 8 p.m. I'm not a big fan. I've driven the range that That's many times. Range. I hate driving up the range late at night, especially at this time of the year when the fog kicks in. That's, so you've got to try and beat the fog. It's not so much driving at night, it's beating the fog, especially with the weather the way it's been. Hot during the day, cold at night. Fogs up very, very quickly up there. Mm. You literally get to Little Crystal Creek and then you can't see Jack. Take your winter woolies, I think. Uh, Randa's up there working at the moment. Mm. It was four degrees this morning. So. Lovely. If we play our card right, we might get Fox tickets. That's actually a smart idea. You can have it if you want them. We can make that happen. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> You're not going to do the plume bush peak? <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. Is it running or biking? Bike. I could see you doing um, the 100k. I'm more of a runner. I could see you do the 100k. Do the 10k next time. Yeah. All right. Well, that's us. Thanks for joining us. Uh, go Queensland. Yo, yo. Go, go Cowboys. Queensland. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Bring it. Thanks a lot, Paul Bowman. Thanks, babe. Thank you.